Hello and welcome to the F1 Stop Show episode 5 and what's this voice at the start? Um, we're having some slight technical issues, I can't actually see Sam right now, um, but he is here, good evening Sam. Good evening Wes, how are you? Um, yes, as mentioned, technical issues have beaten me this evening as my camera, well, is not visible. That's right, I am going audio tonight, but uh, I'm still here. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, thanks. A pretty interesting <laughs> race in Australia. I think I think we'll, I didn't actually watch it. I didn't get up to watch it at five o'clock in the morning. I'm quite like my lines on the, on the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, as you said, Australia is on the other side of the world, and the race was at six a.m. And I like my sleep, but uh, the race was. Chaotic to describe it. A lot of a lot of things happening. It wasn't a clean race. We had red flag after red flag after red flag. So a lot of red flags. Um but yeah. So what did you what did what was the what was the eye opener of the race? What was the biggest what was the main factors do you think of the race? Uh, well, I, I don't think you can look past that. I suppose technically not the last lap, but the sort of second to last lap. It wasn't even a lap. Just <laughs> the first corner, really. I was going to say first exeter. Um, yeah, lap 57, was it? 58? Um, after It was after Magnussen uh, collided with the wall and lost his right rear tyre. Um, race red flagged for, I think, the third time in the race, the most ever red flags deployed in, in a Grand Prix. Um which you probably think, oh, that's going to be a, a track like Monaco or Singapore, Canada, maybe not, not Australia. Um, but it was just a chaotic um, opening turns one and two. I think five drivers roughly um, were lost on that um, second line at 57, whatever it was. Um, you had, I think there was Sargent and uh, an Alpha Tower. I can't remember which one. Sonoda, maybe. Um, go off in the gravel. Uh, Freeze, perhaps actually. Um, you had the two Alpines, <laughs> Ocon and Gasly, collide. You had uh, Science spin Alonso around. You had Perez go off as well. Um, it was just a chaotic, chaotic <laughs> start or restart, re restart um, to the Grand Prix. Indeed, like you said. And uh, well, let's take you. Let's let's take it back to the beginning there, because the first, the first, first red flag so the inaugural if you like red flag this is the one with alex albon so uh okay so the start the start is all right george russell in the mercedes gets off to a great start he leads into p1 and um in the process of that uh i believe one of the ferraris being charlotte claire i think he he went off track and collided also, um, Fernando Alonso, who's had a very decent start to the season so far with a podium in Bahrain, he collided with science. And, um, well, you could just say it all started from there. Yeah, I mean, it got off to a pretty crazy start. Well, not, not as crazy as the end, but um, yeah, as you say, Russell leading at the end of Turn 2. Um, great start for him after qualifying P2. Um, on Saturday, um, yeah, Leclerc. I 
think he collided with Stroll. It was they were sort of going three wide into turn three, and it, it didn't really go. Science. I mean, there was just no real space for any of them. You had, I think it was Alonso on the inside, Stroll in the middle, and then Leclerc on the end. Leclerc turned in maybe a little bit too early, maybe didn't see Stroll. Um, he obviously spun out into um, into the gravel, and, and then that was his race over. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose it, it as you say, it just sort of. Um, I can't remember the phrase now. <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. Is that the one? Um, and yeah, there was just instant after. I don't, there was a bit of a gap of sort of normalness, if you like. Um, I noticed the the highlights on Sky skipped from about like lap 18, 19, right to lap 54 when Magnussen hit the wall. Uh, so the middle of the race can't have been that interesting. Um, yeah, it, it was sort of a race of three parts if you like you had that up until round about what lap 14 15 um there are a few instances here and there as as you mentioned now one went off at lap seven eight i think it was first red flag um was it lap what, what lap was it when russell's engine uh went out vsc deployed um had some other crowd i think defreeze collided with someone as well um and yeah you had that sort of sporadic um, sort of incident um, prone sort of first third then you had the bit of a gap where not much happened and then just the last what five laps where everything happened if you like um, but yeah so as you, as you said a lot happened but um, I think as we've touched on the biggest talking point was probably the last very very last red flag i think so at this point um i think there was collision with uh a lot so it wasn't so it's was after alonso had been hit by science but i think um a magnuson one when he lost his wheel his right rear tire um and then from there it just went red flag again and next minute you know we're at lap 58 and now this is where it gets interesting lap 58 everyone restarts in according to their position but it's almost like a formation lap you know where everyone gets a quick feel of the track one final time then we go race it before we go racing but this time it was just a formation lap to the end and then next minute you hear championship leader max verstappen has won the race in a formation lap. It was, so, it was a very, very yeah. Go on. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it was a very weird way to end the race. Um, I mean, we haven't seen sort of late red flags before. Um, Baku twenty twenty one was it where it was literally I think it was just one lap sprint towards the end and Hamilton uh, pressed the magic button. Was it on his steering wheel went straight on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a, a weird way to find. I suppose you sort of had, they sort of had, did they have to red flag it? Because, I mean, you'd lost a good number of cars. I mean, you had the two Alpines um, with damage and couldn't get back to the pits. You had I think, one or two cars in the gravel at turn one. So you had some wreckage to clear up, some debris to clear up. Um, I think they sort of had to have red flag the race. Did they have to red flag with Magnussen? Maybe. Um, not 100% sure, but um, 
I know I don't think Norris was too happy about one of the red flags, either the Magnuson red flag or um, the final red flag after the restart. Um, yeah, as you say, with that final lap, it was a bit anticlimactic. Because <laughs> I get the feeling that F one nowadays they don't want to end the race under safety car, um, yeah. even though there are certain scenarios like perhaps this weekend in Australia where finishing it under safety car conditions, yellow flag conditions is probably the right thing to do. I mean, they've done it before. Um, they did it, was it earlier this season or, or last season? I can't remember now. One of the races recently-ish <laughs> ended in a safety car finish. Um, I can't remember if it was, it, it was a really wet race. It, was, it wasn't Suzuka, was it? I don't think. Um, I can't remember now. Anyway, um, yeah, I just get the feeling that F1 don't want to end races under safety car and I, I can understand why because it is a bit dull you're just doing however many laps under <laughs> not racing um whilst the laps tick down and eventually you, you're going to run out of laps um, I mean, we all know what i mean we all know what happened in belgium last season or a couple of years yeah, ago yeah. with that rain infested belgium yeah i mean that, i mean that race shouldn't have even taken place anyway <laughs> half points should have been awarded for that um i mean we got a good memory in russell's p2 was it um yeah that was just a complete farcical situation and the race direction over the last two and a bit three years now is has not been great um since sort of 2021 since spa really i suppose um as you mentioned it's not been great um and i think this weekend in australia was was another example of that so we lost a lot of drive drivers in this in this race we lost the Alpines with uh, Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly, um, but also Ferrari as well. Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, no points from either of them. No points from either of them, which, well, not great. Not great. And, um, however, McLaren, double points finish. Oscar, Oscar Piastri racing in his home of Australia with a P, P8 finish, I believe, finishing P8. Yeah, P8. And his teammate, Lando Norris, finished two places above him in sixth, sixth position. So uh, pretty good day. Pretty good day for the McLaren side. You must be happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased they've got some points before, that's for sure. Um, I dread to think what would have happened if there wasn't that chaos at the end of the race, but... Um, you've got to make the most of it, I suppose. Um, yeah, double points finish for McLaren up to fifth in the constructors, is it? Um, with twelve points, I think. Obviously, all those points coming from this weekend in Australia. Um, Alpine missing out on a on a double points finish does really help McLaren. Um, Alpine have now got eight points from their three races, rather than a lot more than that. I can't remember um, where they were running before they crashed. Um, yeah, I mean, Mercedes now 30 points clear of Ferrari, uh, nine points behind Aston Martin in second place on 65. Obviously, Red Bull way at the front on 123. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, a, it's, I mean, winners and losers. You talk about winners are definitely McLaren. Um, losers, Alpine, zero points all the weekend. And Ferrari, <laughs> one of the big three, no points from the weekend in Australia where... Um, can't remember if Leclerc won last year's Australian Grand Prix. Um, him or Verstappen, can't remember now. Um, yeah, big, big loss to have both Ferraris out and, and not get any points from the weekend. 
that's a huge chunk of points lost for lost for the Ferrari team. Um, like you said, winners McLaren, uh, Red Bull, Haas so, as well, I suppose. Hulkenberg, Haas, yep. Kevin Magnussen. Oh, <laughs> until his crash. Well, yeah, until his crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Mercedes. I know they haven't had the best of starts, but uh, Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton, he got a podium in Australia, which was pretty decent. Very happy. I mean, 17 years in a row now he's been yeah. on the podium, or well, 17 seasons, a new record for for the great. I mean, I mean, it's great for him, but but uh, you know, I think. I think what he wants this season is to get a race win. I think that that will probably be on his mind because George Russell has been outracing him pretty well, if you like. I mean, he got their first win last season. Also, if if my qualifying grid is correct, I think Russell has out-qualified Hamilton more. As in, like, started ahead of Hamilton more in races, um, but yeah, pretty good for pretty good for him, Hamilton. It's it's good to see him back in the back of the front of the grid and, and fighting for for those podium uh, positions. Um, I think Russell had arguably had a better race than him this weekend. Um, he was screwed over a bit by um, that Alpine red flag because he, he pitted under safety car, I think. Um, yeah. Then a lap or literally a lap or two later, they red flagged it. Um, yeah, he was running in a pretty good position before that. Um, then obviously reliability let Russell down this weekend in Australia as well um, when he had that engine fire. Um, yeah, it's great to see Hamilton back on the podium, and I think it looks like I know it's early days, only three races in, but Mercedes do seem to be the closest to um, Red Bull. I suppose. Although Aston Martin, Alonso has been absolutely flying. I say that are Aston Martin now sort of level pegging or even better than Mercedes and Ferrari as well to some extent. Um, Ferrari had zero points this weekend, but looking well, going to the end of the season, we can probably look back at this weekend as a bit of an outlier for Ferrari. Um, sort of how consistently they perform uh, throughout the rest of the season is, is of course yet to be seen. But um, yeah, if Aston Martin continue the way they've started i mean three consecutive podiums for fernando alonso is 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 exceptional um i don't certainly i don't think anyone expected dasta martin to do this well um especially when you consider the likes of ferrari and mercedes but um it's, it's a case of, i mean obviously red bull are way out in front um but it's okay. Who is that second fastest car is it aston martin is it mercedes is it ferrari i don't think it's ferrari is it Mercedes? Is it Aston Martin? I'm not too sure at the moment. Well, with the way you know both teams have been going at the moment, I know we're only three races in, but you would say, uh, you you would say that Aston Martin's front wing kind of just nudges them ahead of the Mercedes a bit, if you like. Um, speaking of Alonso, this might be a wild prediction from me, but. I have a feeling that Alonso might win the next race. And I believe the next race is a street circuit 
in Baku, Azerbaijan. And uh, yeah. well, a- ages away though. Thirtieth of April. Who who made this schedule up? <laughs> <laughs> Got to wait three weeks for a race. Oh, I know Australia's the other side of the world, but come on, you can you can have a a week break and then go racing in um weekend after what would it be sixteenth or seventh fifteenth sixteenth? That's oh. time to get back from get back from Melbourne. I mean, maybe some of the drivers are gonna spend like a week or two in Melbourne and then probably go and travel to Baku. But well, but yeah, like I said. This is a totally wild prediction from me, but I think Alonso might win the next race. In fact, that's my prediction. Who's going to win the next race in Baku? I'm saying Fernando Alonso. Why? Because he's impressed me a lot. Um, you know what? I look at, I think about his performances now, and then I look back at how he got that move to Aston Martin. No one knew about it. No one said anything. It's almost like Aston Martin just rocked up and they said, okay, so we have to prepare for Sebastian Vettel's retirement. Who can we get to replace him? Oh, look, there's a two-time world champion in Fernando Alonso. Let's, let's have talks with him and not tell the F1 world about it. And look, where, look at where we are now. That's what, two podiums for the Spaniards? Three podiums? Three podiums, yeah. Three podiums for the Spaniards now. Oh, that is crazy. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, Alonso to win the next race in Baku, which is three weeks away. What am I going <laughs> to do? Too long. That's too long. What are we going to do for three weeks? <laughs> I mean, is there any tennis or cricket or anything in the space of that time? Oh, cricket's back, yeah. Cricket's back this week. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll keep me occupied. <laughs> I, might, I might find myself some tennis to watch. Maybe, well, what, what's, what's going on in April in, in the tennis world? I think they just finished the Miami Miami Open. But anyway, this is F1 now. I'm going off, I'm going off a bit. I don't want to be doing that. Um, But, uh, okay, how would you rate Australia then? Since we had... Not one, not two, but three red flags and a safety car. Well, speaking of safety cars, how are we doing for, for the safety car thing? That's a good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was two. We had two safety cars in Australia. Um, okay. I think it was two safety cars and one virtual safety car. Okay. So, so I'm still on course for, to have... Yeah, it's, it's still on course. Yeah, still on course to have at least half so so safety cars we so what we 23 races and we've had what bahrain we had Jeddah, and we've now had australia so we've had what four safety cars so far at least yeah at least okay and we've got what nine races left until we hit 12 okay <laughs> just so, just another nine i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if you get yeah, all 12 in the first 12 races. <laughs> oh, blimey. I think, I think the 12th race is like Austria or, or like a... It's, it's around there, yeah. It's around it's like a, like the Like Austria-Belgium sort of time, I think, if, if my calendar serves me correctly. But, um, well, how would you rate the race then out of 10? 
um it was it was all right it had moments of um just moments where you wanted to to watch i think the battle for fourth um between russell stroll and i think it was gasly as well um was pretty good round about lap oh when was it <laughs> again it, it, relatively early on in the race um after after the first race round right about lap 12 13 um that was a pretty good moment you had verstappen overtake hamilton um before turn nine with Again with DRS, that Red Bull just that was a flies very past. good overtake. I got to say that was a and, very good overtake. And then uh, the, I think the next clip they showed on the Sky Highlights was Russell trying <laughs> trying to do the same thing in the Mercedes. Um, again, I think it was Gasly, um, and and Russell just couldn't do it. Even with DRS, same sort of situation, exactly the same point, and the Mercedes just couldn't overtake the Alpine, which just goes to show how quick that Red Bull is. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, with the chaos at, at the end, and uh, it was sort of it was relatively entertaining. I think uh, overall, um, I think I'll give it a seven. I don't think I can give it any more than that. Um, but I think it's better than I can't remember the other ratings I've, I've given the other two. I think I both gave them sixes. I think Australia was a little bit better, a little bit more more entertaining. Give it a seven. Well, I couldn't agree with you any more. I think I'm going to give it a 7 as well, 7 out of 10. You know, there were some good bits. There were some, well, a lot of chaotic parts. And uh, Max Verstappen, again, stood on the top step of a podium. So, it looks like George Russell was right when he said Red Bull might almost win, like, Every race of the season. I mean, we're only, we're what three out of twenty three. So, uh, and it's been all Red Bull. Well, who knows? Well, it's three weeks until Baku. What we're gonna do in that time frame, I don't know. But uh, where's why don't you finish us off then? All right, so <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. He's <laughs> thrown that on me a bit there. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of the F1 Stop Show. Um, don't forget to follow us on our social media at F1 Stop Show on Twitter and at F1 Stop Show Pod on Instagram. You can also email us at F1 Stop Show at gmail.com. I think I just about got that right. Um, yeah, it's, I've been Wes Fearing. It's goodbye from me. Bye bye. And it's a goodbye from Sam. Goodbye, and we'll see you next time.